0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV and Buzztown TV. We are back with another Yellow Jackets episode. Thank God we were all mad that we had a week off, but... Me and Jimmy, who's not on this pod right now, took the time to do a theories episode, just an hour full of all the theories we've been seeing online, things we've come up with. So go check that out if you haven't. But today we've got the A-team. Sorry, Jimmy, not that you're not on the A-team, but we've got Luke, Brian, and Dave for episode six titled Key, which is a French word that means who, that, or which. And I'm going to do our little summary. So we are back after a week off from our beloved Yellow Jackets, and things are really coming to a head. Usually I'd have a lot more details in the summary, but I think it can be summed up in this one run-on sentence, which is, In 1996, we find out the fate of Shauna's wilderness baby, finally. And in current day, as producer Dave has said, the Avengers have assembled... And the girlies are finally back together again. Now that has no details about the actual episode, but that's really what's yeeting us into the rest of the season um, for season two. Another great episode, a banger, especially at the end, really had me screaming. So I'm going to toss it to the boys. What did you guys think?
2: I don't know if a team should be our name, maybe varsity and JV because we are talking yellow jackets here. So the varsity team is stepping up to play. We all know how the yellow jacket JV team lost quite a few games, but yeah, this was Dave. I think you sent in the chat. This episode was a little bit of a letdown or a disappointment, but the end had us like on the edge of our seats. Um, I wouldn't entirely agree from that. It, I don't want to say it was slow because it was the Shauna in labor. There was a lot of crazy stuff happening. I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. Maybe that's just because I love this show so much and there's never going to be a bad episode. But the ending stuff, that was some. I'm very excited to dissect that entire sequence with Shauna when she was unconscious. What's the relevant stuff that she saw. And then, yeah, how fantastic is it the Avengers have assembled? And I think I nailed that theory. That's where they had to be, all at the compound together. Uh, And I do not have my hoodie on, but I believe someone in the YouTube comments shouted me out. Hoodie boy (laughs) got that one right. Me and him together on an island, man. Just (laughs) getting theories right all day long. Yeah, so I think I texted our group chat that
3: it was a little bit of a letdown originally. But after my second watch through with Luke, felt much better about the episode overall. I guess my I think I was just very excited for this episode, getting the week off and the baby had been hyped up for, you know, over a season. So I was expecting a little less labor and more so spiritual shit, I guess, happening. But again, going back in the rewatch, still, I think, honestly, going back and rewatching, I would still consider I would put this into my top five of episodes all time for Yellow Jackets. I think. Like, I think Snacky would still be above it. Maybe the two episodes from the finale in season one. But definitely rewatching it, I have come to appreciate that this episode was in fact a banger, and I'm so excited <laughs> to be back on the the sticks. It feels like it's been so long since we've been recording together.
2: Yeah,
0: I went in with low expectations because of that text B Tom's just mentioned, and banger! This was a great episode for me. I was willing to come onto the podcast and say, okay, I'll flag plant that I like this episode the best. If you guys were going to agree with Dave's take there, but it seems like we're all kind of in agreement that it was a really good episode. And one thing I like to point out is always the IMDb ratings of episodes when we're talking about them here. And for those that don't know, they're always changing. And because of how soon we record podcasts, sometimes they change from the time of the recording. So I think that was the case with the last episode, because the last episode, Two Truths and a Lie, was the highest rated of all time, but it fell a little bit and it's now tied for second. And um, a lot of the episodes Dave was just mentioning there are actually tied for second. So right now on IMDb. Um, there's four episodes with an 8.1, and it's two truths and a lie, the snacky episode, and then the episode nine and ten of season one. This mm. episode 2.6 is actually the highest rated of the series. At it, it was 8.5 yesterday. It's 8.4 today, so it'll probably settle around still the highest of the series, which is great news because it just feels like the whole season two is going to hit mainstream because of how up and up each of these episodes are. But I wouldn't say it was the best of all time. I still really enjoyed it, and I was ecstatic with how the cop timeline turned out and I cannot wait to talk about Callie and Shauna and then fucking (laughs) Jay Matt. I hate that motherfucker.
1: (laughs) Callie, Callie gets her funniness from Jeff. She has to, you know, I mean, Shauna's hilarious too, but she doesn't mean to be hilarious. She just is. But Dave, really quick, I think that maybe in your first watch, the original letdown may have been because she had the baby and the baby was fine and it's kind of like not anticlimactic but probably like oh okay she has this baby now what you know and i think after you know what actually happens when you watch it your second time like brian says you want to know what she's dreaming about or like if she's like almost dying is it that another one of like jackie almost jackie did die but we got to see like the right before and with lottie when she was at the mall is that a type of limbo again or was it just a dream we don't know, but I think I I know what you're where you're coming from, Dave.
3: Um, but I it felt like a little slow. I guess like the whole pregnancy thing, kind, it felt like it dragged on. But again, there was a lot of like intermediate things that we had to kind of get coverage on before getting to the wrap up of like the childbirth and everything. Yeah, so,
0: and let's yeah. let's talk about that for a second because it has been a while. It's been two weeks, but at the end of our last podcast episode, we went around and did a board prediction. For what we thought the outcome of the birth was going to be. And Btoms, uh, yesterday in our Yellow Jackets group chat, Dave was calling you out for some things, calling you an asshole or whatever he was saying. And this was <laughs> all related to the board guesses um, because we went back and listened to the end of the podcast after we watched the episode just to hear how we all predicted this was going to turn out. And me and Dave predicted that the baby was going to be dead on arrival DOA baby. yeah Um, (laughs) kathleen said the crazy prediction that she was gonna the baby was gonna live and become a character character. yeah something something either way (laughs) yeah Uh, brian thought the baby was gonna live as well so me and dave got that right and then that's why he was he was shitting on you for shitting on him for his theory or something like that we'll get into it
3: more when we get to that scene yeah. I
1: believe it was suck my ass. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
2: was I act. wasn't going to correct him, but that is exactly <laughs> what was said. And to be I, fair, I'm a little bit of a theory elitist. So that does sound like something I would do is talking down on Dave's ridiculous <laughs> theory. That was totally 100% right. Just got to oh, fake I, it until you make it on this podcast.
1: That's yeah, exactly. true. It
3: wasn't 100% right, but uh, we'll get there.
1: But before we jump in, I do want to talk about so Yellow Jackets season three is was day one in the writer's room and got halted, of course, because of the strike. So I think collectively as a podcast, we would like to say fucking pay them now. We don't want delays. Pay them. They deserve it. The whole reason we're here doing podcasts is because they write phenomenal TV shows that we can talk about. Okay, so just pay them.
0: And if it's going to take the time like delay it. Do not just rush through and just start writing things to get the content out there. Delay yes. it. Let's do this right. Yes, please. Listen yeah. to Yeah,
1: don't them. get bums off the street that that will cross the picket line. We don't Bright want highlights. them. We want the good ones. <laughs>
0: Yellowjackets yeah. is
3: a fucking gold mine. Don't fuck it up.
1: Yep. Exactly. All right. So, shall we 1996? All right. So, just to preface this, even if this wasn't like a sci-fi show, we uh, whatever it was, Just to be teenagers in the woods, dirty, disgusting, starving, trying to help your friend have her baby is just so devastating and incredible acting by all, but especially young Shauna, of course. Like She should get the Emmy nod for this, I think, and she will be, I believe, in the lead actress category. So I think that's what Melanie Linsky was saying. So, you know, fingers crossed. I thought it was excellent. But... Let's start with the rare flashback of the kids in school, because we haven't gotten that since season one really early. The pilot, of course, we haven't really gotten anything since. So I loved it. It kind of reminds you that they were all kids in school at once, because later when Jeff says like, oh, hi, Van, it's kind of nice that you're like they sat next to each other in anatomy class or whatever it was, you know, so You know, open the floor, you know, Hefe the dog couldn't help but send Shauna a a little dirty note and just risk it all. (laughs) That's my main point. But what do you what do you guys have to say?
3: My only thing that I noticed here was, of course, um, Coach Ben, Ben Scott. I don't think he looked at the actual TV screen once. I'm pretty sure he was facing the students the whole time. So if you go back and rewatch, it kind of makes sense on why he chose to opt out of not helping with the baby birth when Bush came to shove. But also there was like granted a lot of blood. So I'll give that to him as well. Um, But yeah, you could tell like he just wasn't focused on the video at all. He was just there to teach. And so that kind of explains why he was so bad in that moment with Shauna's delivery.
0: I have two comments for this scene. One is they're absolute cowards for not having Jackie in this scene. And then two is uh, like I love these pre-Forest of the girls like the young actors it's amazing for me but just the way that this whole scene played out turned into that perfect transition into shauna screaming and like giving birth with the music that was freaking amazing I really back- yes it was so <laughs> well done and it just pumped me up and i do like that they showed that jeff did have legitimate interest in shauna like more than i kind of had in my head as just like a random hookup but yeah
2: Agreed. I love when they show us like them actually in high school. It just like solidifies who they are as characters, even in the wilderness. Like Ty and Van were fucking around with Randy, who was trying to say, only magnums for me, baby. (laughs) Randy. Uh, No, that was fantastic. And then, yeah, the smash cut to just full on Shauna in labor and uh, Misty Quigley's the OBGYN on call. So, (laughs) and I believe that leads us right into our opening title sequence. So that was like just a phenomenal cold opening. Back to back bangers. Yeah, we get the
3: song of and then right into the intro song. It was that shot was so perfect.
1: Yeah. And Misty's tripping out because one, this is nuts. The blood, everything. But also it's giving her PTSD from having just killed her friend. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we talked about on the theories episode, the whole crystal is, could have been a hallucination of Misty or just like an imaginary friend. But Lottie looks at Misty right in her face and said, like, I know that Crystal's gone, but we can help Shauna right now. So I think, I, I mean, it's they still could twist you up in it, you know. But um, yeah, Misty, Misty can't handle it. Ben Scott gets the call. And Dave, I know you're giving him some like, oh, you know, blood. no. Fuck that. He's the adult. Get in there. I
3: agree. Definitely still agreeing with you that in my second rewatch with Luke, I'm literally like, Stop being such a bitch and get the fuck <laughs> in there! Like you're the adult
0: here. Like you are the health teacher. Get the fuck in there and do something. And this kind of leads into the conversation. It's it felt pretty isolated, so I'll bring it up now. Is what was the deal with the coach Ben Flash to the other cabin, like with his boys and and, and Paul, and then even there's even a quick there's a quick shot of him with the antlers too behind him. There, I don't Whoa. know if that's just symbolism. Yeah,
3: you didn't see that, B. but. <laughs>
0: it,
1: I don't know that there's anything substantial within the flashback. I think he's just freaking out and kind of being like, God, I wish I was anywhere but
0: here. Like, yeah, it's just that, weird that every time they do this, Coach Scott specifically, they have that weird transition. Like, it's like almost like a, like a when old static, school TV like, show. Like, yeah. Sca- yeah. Like, yeah. TV, and it's only for him. And this is like the third time they've done it. It's probably just like, like a motif for coach yeah but i don't really understand what's going on there because i'm not learning anything about him i mean the only thing
3: yeah i agree i don't know what the purpose is necessarily but the only thing obviously like you had mentioned that was interesting was the fact that when he was playing charades there were the antlers behind him which kind of goes into what we've been talking about as a running theory that whatever the antler queen is or whoever it is could potentially it could bounce around from person to person is that's how I kind of took it like coach scott at some point might be the antler queen or whatever and you know he might be the one wrote you know i'm not too sure but that was the only thing that i gathered from that backstory was that the antlers were behind coach scott Mm
2: -hmm. i'm starting to think if they're giving us more antler symbolism for like Everybody in the cabin, it Travis might just it be, too, I think,
3: like not in this episode particularly, but I think, you know, Lottie we've seen have the antlers. I think Travis has had a shot with the antlers and now we see Coach Scott. So there is
2: multiple people getting the antlers. I'm starting to think that's just confirming what they're figuring out in the 2020s, which is the darkness is in all of us. It gotten us there and we brought it back with us, of course. But I feel, I'm starting to think that's what they might be doing with the antler queen stuff. But yeah, Luke, I, I don't really read into how they kind of transition into Coach Scott's stuff. I think they've been doing that for like the past four episodes. He's like in a rough spot. He can't deal with anything and he's just kind of questioning his life decisions like fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My
3: only complaint of this scene was when Misty storms off and Akilah is now up to bat for helping Misty or Shauna with the baby. She literally touches his yes! fucking mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes in hands deep into shauna's vagina i'm just like what is going on here like yep. they were just talking about boiling water keeping everything safe and then Aquila's out here just like touching <laughs> this mouse and getting it in there germ like, theory <laughs> baby yeah where are the germ theories at
1: i did like when nat i first of all i had that written down dave so thank you i was like what no the wilderness <laughs> rat don't touch it but uh the Women have been having babies for millions of years. It's fine. Akilah's got this. And Akilah's like, what the fuck? First of all, Nat is true. That's the mindset you have to have in this. They have been, you know, they have been having babies for millions of years, and we've only had modern medicine for what, 100 or something like Mm -hmm. that. So it's that is the mindset to go in. But her just, instead of her being like, I got this, she just hands it to Akilah is so funny. Nat, killing it.
3: Also, fuck Mari for. Let's like uh, Lottie says, let's all give our hopes of what we want to happen. And Mari immediately like, I hope Shauna doesn't die. And it's like, why are you saying like Mari taking L after L after L? Mm -hmm. Fuck. (laughs) always we needed to get our Mari hate on here somehow. So I thought this was the perfect
2: time. I mean, speaking of the Lottie stuff, should we talk about the ritual going on on the sidelines this whole time? Travis brings the whatever skull out, offers some blood, a lock of Lottie's hair. I think Van gives a button more crazy blood magic do we think that has anything to do with the outcome of the birth
1: so i do want to talk about that specifically but first nat in season one adult nat when travis had killed himself and all the the candles were everywhere and she said travis never believed in any of this stuff it's like you watched him do blood on this like But on these bones in front of the fire while the baby was happening, he's like crying. He's the he's one of the first ones in. So I had the same thought, Brian. I'm not sure if it has anything to do with it, but it doesn't not have anything to do with it. You know, you'll never know whether or not like maybe them doing the ritual helped Shauna live, even though the baby didn't. So maybe it was a good thing. Maybe it was a terrible thing. Or maybe it had nothing to do with anything at all. (laughs) I
2: don't know why I was expecting any other answer, because that's 90 (laughs) percent of this show at this point. It's
1: like maybe
3: it did. Maybe it didn't. I'm with you, Kathleen, though. I actually thought that the ritual had now worked in favor of Shauna because. I mean, I'm not an expert of childbirth. I don't know what it's like. I've never really seen it, besides the the miracle of life video in health class years ago. But Shauna looked to be in some rough fucking shape. Like, I don't know if that's how most women look during labor. But she actually, if I, we didn't know that Shauna was alive in the present, I would have honestly assumed that this might have been it for her. So I'm thinking maybe the ritual did like help Shauna rather than the baby. Maybe the wilderness wanted to keep Shauna alive because you know it's the darkness isn't all of them kind of thing. But it was weird. Luke even thought when he was watching, he thought once they started doing the ritual, the baby was 100% going to live because of the ritual. And I don't know what you guys were thinking in that moment, but honestly, now that I think back on it, I actually thought the baby was probably going to live because, like, I was thinking that the baby was going to survive because of what they were doing. So it was kind of a shock to me at the end to find out that it just hadn't at all.
0: Um. So I'm so happy you brought up the, the Travis thing, Kathleen, because I wrote that down as well, like the believing stuff. But yeah, In terms of like the baby, what I'm stuck on is that Lottie earlier this season was saying that the baby's going to change everything. And I'm still in the mindset where she hasn't been wrong yet, Lottie. So there has to be some sort of cause and effect of this baby being born. And I still feel like the ritual is going to be a key piece of that. It's going to be pivotal to decide whatever, either whatever the wilderness wants or something's going to come of this. Like they could even still use the baby as part of, like, a ritual, because we know that blood's I was, kind of involved with a lot of these things. I was things. just thinking that. Like, if they've already used, like, a bare
3: heart as a sacrifice, like... Why not a baby? Why not, yeah, like, a fetus that, you know... I think that would definitely have some kind of plot into whatever Lottie wants to do, for sure.
0: Because this is, to me, a big... I don't... I'm not predicting that this is going to be a miss of a plot point, but, like, it will be if nothing more comes of the baby, and it's just done. Like, that would not have been satisfying enough for me.
2: I think the baby's life was offered through the ritual to the forest spirit the will what did we decide we're calling it the the darkness no we said that's too dark
0: spirit. the wilderness seems to be something they said multiple times this episode which kind of just the forest good- either- uh, now that we got that conference. And they did either it, oh, way I, God.
2: yeah so oh, God. i feel like for the next episode or two shit's going to start going right for them. They're going to get more meat and stuff. And it's like, oh, right after this baby came out dead and you guys were doing some crazy blood magic, all this great stuff is happening. And also Lottie's been saying like, it wants blood, like it demands blood, shit like that. Baby's going to change everything. Also like, With her unconscious dreams and stuff, Lottie's looking up and it's like, you'll understand soon. I feel like when we see Lottie in kind of dream sequences like that, like remember Travis's weird stuff when he was having sex with Nat slash Lottie. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we see Lottie like that, that is supposed to represent for a spirit like contacting, speaking through Lottie, because that's just an image that they could comprehend and be comfortable with.
0: No, I like that a lot. That's a good prediction of what's going to happen. Feeding
2: felt
3: like one of the big themes of the whole hypothetical situation of when Shauna was alive, with, or when the baby was hypothetically alive in Shauna's mm. imagination. Like it was emphasized, not even just for the baby, but Shauna it was just like food, eating things like that. So yeah. I think you're right. The, the sacri- I, I really like that theory, B times. Like I think the sacrifice, your baby died because the sacrifice probably went as it was supposed to, and now they're going to just get good shit start happening to them.
0: Just to want to add to your to your point here, B Tom's that, um, or I guess highlight you a little bit more here, putting you on the board because there was no trailer for this episode, for the next episode, at least for what we watched. So yeah. I have no idea, like what's I don't, Kathleen, did you see a trailer for the next episode? No, nope. I don't know if that was purposeful or not, but either way, that means if you if you nail that, B Tom's, that's that's straight <laughs> off the dome.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a trailer though because <laughs> I stream it, so I I think yeah. I'd have to seek out a trailer.
0: It usually plays after we watch our episodes on Paramount really? Plus,
3: but I don't. I don't it know. Didn't maybe. go into it. Usually, it just goes oh. right into the, yeah. the, mm. the next episode, but it didn't this time.
0: Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm.
1: I watch yeah, on Showtime don't anytime.
0: Have no idea of what's going to happen next episode yet? So,
1: cool. Okay, well, just to touch on what Dave said about like you don't really know what it's like when a woman gives birth, like what her state is. So, I, I have something to say. So, the placenta comes first. Which immediately I thought that was the baby because I'm stupid and I don't know anything. And it was just like a big glob of glob. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I was scared. But anyway, so I'm the doctor, but I'm pretty sure the placenta is supposed to come after the baby. So that probably is a telltale sign. I was trying to Google whether or not the placenta can come first, if that's healthy. But I wasn't really getting anything back. I think it was misunderstanding my Google. But like... Lottie's pep talks, Misty. They all they all start doing the we hear the we hear the wilderness and it hears us type deal, and then Shauna passes out. So then from here on is all fake until we find out it's not. So it's either the dream or whatever. So Dave, what I liked about this is when Shauna is like devastated and trying to breastfeed this baby, and Nat's like, "You are starving. Like how could your body produce milk?" If so, So this isn't just me being nine months pregnant. I'm like a normal girl who lives in the city and I eat every day and everything. And then I go out camping and try to have a baby. It's like this person hasn't eaten anything besides her best friend in weeks and months and shit. So like there's just no way that like to... To think that this baby was ever going to be healthy is kind of a crazy thing right. now that I'm thinking about it. Because you forget. You're just like, yeah, let's have this baby. It's TV. But I really think it was a long shot that this baby was ever going to survive. And I wonder, they should have done some, like, in previous episodes, like the baby moving. or the, I think at one point she says, like, maybe the baby was kicking, but... We didn't get any, like, sign of life in the last few weeks. You would have to assume that Shauna was feeling the baby move up until the end, or else they would have concerns earlier. So just in general, like, having a baby in the wilderness when you haven't eaten for months, like, Shauna looks like that because, one, she's probably on the brink of death from starvation anyway, and she's eating for two. So... I just want a little rant.
0: It's almost like not even worth talking about a lot of the things that happened because it's all a vision. Like we can kind of cut to the end of it. But as I also, just before I forget it, I don't know if we said um, when they were doing this chant, which causes her to pass out and then go into this vision. Thaisa was the last one to start talking and actually saying it, which was yep. very surprising. I didn't know if she was going to participate or not. I think Nat's Nat is the only one that didn't. Right. Yeah. Nat that was well, the only one that like, I don't part, say, in the ritual.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, Ty would have done anything to save Miss- Shauna at that point.
2: I don't think Misty was saying it or Akila.
1: I think Akila was.
2: Akila might have. Yeah, she might have joined at that point. I don't remember Misty's shot, but I, one thing I'll really
3: bring up is I just think it's so like when Misty gets herself together and goes back to Shauna and she's
2: like eyes wide open, like everything's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was
3: fucking crazy. Oh, my
2: God. I so think funny. young Misty, if we're talking about the kids that deserve some recognition, come award season i think young misty is in that boat she's been
0: fantastic yeah born a day apart in real life what wow is she
1: the 20th or the 18th she's the 20th wow yay how
0: about (laughs) that eh? like 10 years younger than me i did not know she was 27 what
2: does that make you what sign are you and her
0: virgo okay okay
2: misty's a virgo
1: All right, so basically the the premise of this whole thing is the baby won't latch. She's trying to connect to the baby. We'll talk about two scenes. One specific one is the Lottie one. I think that's probably the most important story-wise, which is Lottie ends up breastfeeding this baby. First of all, this baby, the biggest telltale sign... That this this was fake is that that was the biggest baby I've ever huge. seen.
0: This baby
1: would have been like a malnourished. Like I don't want to see that, but also this baby was the cutest, biggest baby ever. That baby was well fed, Alky
3: giant was, baby. Alki said the same thing. He like when they were getting yeah. close close up of the baby, Alki was like, "That thing is fucking huge." And I was <laughs> like, "I didn't even think of that," but yeah, you're right. That was like a thing was probably at least ten pounds, at least.
1: Yeah. So. I thought Lottie was breastfeeding this baby. Thoughts?
3: I mean, besides yeah. the fact that it didn't actually happen yes. Yeah. I, okay, I, cool. She was yeah. definitely breastfeeding in that moment. And it goes into, you know, her whispering into Shauna's belly, the whole, you know, the baby's going to change how we, you know, the next few months, whatever. But
2: I, it was It was wild. Lottie, thankfully, it wasn't real, I guess. Because that
3: would have been so weird. Uh,
2: but, so, like, she has a slip of tongue, too, when she's like, he's on green. Or Lottie says he's hungry and you aren't producing milk she says like we need to feed and Shauna's like what and he's like he needs to feed yeah and she's like what (laughs) and then she says you'll understand soon enough what do we think the significance of this whole vision is and I do want to point out that right when this whole vision sequence starts it's another one of those like she's just waking up from childbirth and all of them are very close like beaming from ear to ear which we mm-hmm. saw when Jackie passed away and someone else I feel like Lottie, it was went into- yeah
0: Um, inter-elevator scene yeah like Mm -hmm.
2: everyone was there and everybody was just like beaming from ear to ear I think that's going to be going forward a telltale sign that we are in an NDE experience and I I feel like that's exactly what this was I feel like whatever Lottie was saying in this dream sequence going back to my theory earlier I think was probably the wilderness spirit talking to Shauna and I'm almost thinking She was trying to show Shauna, look, if you were able to have this baby, you wouldn't be able to feed it. You are starving like that was the entire point of this vision. So maybe just like cushioning the blow a little bit that this baby is dead, trying to show where this baby would not have survived, even if it was healthy right after giving birth. You know,
0: and let's be completely honest. Like it is an absolute win for the Yellow Jackets that this baby did not survive.
2: Million percent
0: (laughs) food. The crying, was, oh. this baby's crying was whack. Like the way that the producers decided to make the sound of the baby crying. Totally was, agree. It was like out of this world. Like I had never heard a baby like that. But this is a just all-around win, let's be honest. As long as Shauna doesn't have any like permanent damage, which we know because she survives, she doesn't. So this was well.
1: I think it directly impacts how she's <laughs> acting in this very moment in her <laughs> Sure,
0: but <laughs>
1: like her breaking down at-, at the police station is like I have a whole spiel on like Shauna's trauma and how the way she acts now like we couldn't ever have understood wh- why she acts the way she does until we see this scene and to to counter luke you saying you know she couldn't have taken care it's probably for the best i think it actually does the opposite because shauna has this visceral memory of actually loving and knowing her baby now and like looking it in the face latching the speech she gives in the next scene just being like i'm sorry i didn't think i wanted you like i love you we're gonna do this together you have to latch like beautiful gorgeous scene obviously it didn't happen but to her when she's sobbing at the end, being like, how can you not hear him crying? I can still hear him out. How- Why do you not hear him? Like she's having a literal meltdown. So it, it was never going to be easy, but it's, it, it's fucking brutal. This, this was like an plus. A- it was funny. I think Alex was like, someone was saying like, she's giving the performance of her lifetime. And the rest of them are just like, <laughs> <around the side laughs> had an easy day. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Yeah.
1: I like everything
3: you just said there, B-Toms, except for maybe, like, maybe you just used, uh, not like a word that I would have used, but like the cushioning like to help make make Shauna feel better about like the baby actually dying or, you know, soften the blow or whatever. Yeah. Then why would the spore spirit have Shauna listen and be able to hear the cries of the baby? Like, it felt like the moment Shauna unwrapped and saw the face of the baby, that's when she could start hearing the
2: cries. So, I have a theory about that. I think she might very well be hearing that baby cry. The baby may have ended up in whatever the limbo other side that Jackie and Laura Lee are at. And maybe mm-hmm. her, the baby and Shauna have a weird connection because she, I, I feel really good that that was an NDE because they were like, yeah. we thought we lost you like, I like that. I think that was an NDE, and maybe, and also Mari can hear like the dripping. That seems so, like it's under the same umbrella. People are just like hearing shit that they can't see. Do we think Lottie
3: <laughs> in Shauna's hallucination was like a representation of the forest god, forest spirit?
2: That's kind of what I think, if it goes along with my working theory.
3: I think that yeah. ties in better with your working theory. Yeah. That if what we saw in that vision was. Not Lottie and just the forest spirit itself.
0: Seems like we're working with a soft magic system here. So it's like not all the (laughs) edges aren't out yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. And then the last thing here that I wanted the reason I told B Tom's to suck my ass is because (laughs) last episode I had theorized that they were going to eat the baby and B Tom's proceeded to shit on that. Like, oh, I draw the line at baby eating, but they showed the scene. And that's why I wanted B Tom's to suck my ass because they actually went out. (laughs) And showed baby
2: eating. <laughs> yeah, and then the exact next scene, they confirmed that it didn't happen. Yeah,
0: That's what it, I told him they showed them. <laughs> showed it
2: doesn't count. Oh my yeah, gosh! But
1: I think Brian also still draws the line there. I don't think he he takes that back at all. I, I think he does
3: still draw. <laughs> thought it was so ridiculous, but it actually was shown on screen that they were baby eating for a little.
2: The time. only lines I'm drawn are going to be in the shape of a triangle with two diagonal
0: lines going yeah. through it, and a little fucking circle at the top. <laughs> It was a um, very well-asked <laughs> question before in between season one and two. Like The showrunners and the actors answered it multiple times. They We knew going into this season that they were not going to eat the baby. I don't know, yeah. Kathleen, you've seen that before, right? Yeah, so that, mm-hmm. that was just a thing that I always had in the back of my head just because they have confirmed it so many times. They didn't want people to have yeah. expectations that we could go that route. Still I mean, they story. still showed it though.
1: I was going to ask, are they going to eat the baby now? But That's two things
3: after the episode two is like now Yeah. They eat the baby, you know?
1: So I think that the baby looks probably a lot different than the baby Shauna had in her vision, right? For me in my head, I was thinking this baby may have been like underdeveloped or something like that, like maybe some something happening with this baby. Cause she she looks and sees the baby and immediately is like, whatever. But this baby was probably like maybe even purple or blue, like if Little, it didn't yeah. breathe, if it couldn't breathe and whatever. Yeah, so more cork Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So when Ben Scott was eating the baby, I was like, like, I was truly, I was bought in fully. I wasn't thinking it was fake at all. When I saw Ben and Nat turns around with this, like, sorrow look in her eyes, like, I'm so sorry, but I'm doing this anyway. Ah, I- oh, God, it's so sick.
2: I was flabbergasted for a hot second. Not going to lie. I'm like, OK, 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 OK. <laughs> you okay. back me up. You know, I wasn't flabbergasted.
0: I knew right away that it was fake. Yeah, Luke
3: didn't know that it was fake. And I was pissed about it, but um, do we think there was any relevance of them actually showing Ben Scott eating the baby? Like do you don't like does that symbolize him potentially maybe not being eaten, but you know, being an eater? Like he was the one judging everyone for eating, but do we think of in the future that's it's more likely that he is gonna eat also now? There was maybe a
1: little, wow like, factor.
3: Yeah. yeah I, it could I be just know. a wow factor.
2: Um yeah. I think it was a wow factor.
1: <laughs> well, listen, morale <laughs> is low at the at the cabin after this. Oh yeah. The cries after Young Ty was doing crazy good acting too, even with she didn't have many lines, but she had some good jabs at like Mari and stuff, but also just lots of crying and protecting her girl. So all good acting all around. Morale is low. uh, but a good, a good a good nineteen ninety-six episode to be sure.
3: Agreed. Uh, One Mm -hmm. thing, one thing where I keep doing this, one more thing I want to bring up is do we think what they were saying before the vision uh, we hear the forest and it hears us is tied to what Shauna was saying at the end of the vision why can't you hear it I'm just I just want to put that on the board because they Mm -hmm. are somewhat related so I just want to see if you know keep it on the board for potentially something does connect the two in the Mm -hmm. future that you know she was saying why can't you hear it while they at the beginning were saying we hear it basically so just want to
0: and since we're leaving the 1996 storyline I just want to say like Appreciate all the comments on the theories on the theory video on YouTube. A lot of things were related to the crystal theory that seemed to get the most people. Um, yeah. and B times, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that, but it, the whole idea was just misty. There was like this working theory that crystal was in her head. It was a yeah. very friend, but even this episode episode specifically, I think it gets confirmed that she kind of was real when Lottie, Yeah, like Lottie has conversation with her. Mari does with the, with the jobs, like YouTube pick cards, I don't know. I think there's not Lottie enough there. specifically
3: but... says like Crystal's no longer here with us. Right. Here, here. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: just wanted to point that out there because a lot of people were talking about that on the YouTube. Been and, cool. Yeah. Would have been, been a really fun yeah. theory to explore, but
1: man, they let Crystal go so fast. They were like, "Can't deal with it. Yep. Have something
2: else." <laughs> yep.
1: Okay. Twenty twenty one. Presumably. I was saying I was gonna move on to nineteen ninety-seven in the in the past, but I still keep saying nineteen ninety-six. But twenty twenty-one, current day, we're gonna start in Lottie Town. Okay, at the cold We're we're in New York City. Not really, but New York. Okay. So Misty shows up um, you know, after her last episode, ditching Walter shows up. She has to release all of her things. She's reunited with Lottie. And Lottie, I think the main thing in this is um she has this little brain thing where she kind of like loses, like, like she's like, ooh, like she gets lightheaded or something. And she goes to Misty. She's like, you have to stay. You have to stay, you know, like stay for a day or whatever, whatever. And at this point, Misty's just here to get Nat back and be like, what's going on here? But of course, Misty gets roped in by all the people liking her and wanting to fucking talk to her. But really quickly, Lottie's goes back to the therapist, right? And she's trying to explain that she doesn't think she's ever been ill and that they've been like sending people to her to show her that it was all real and it wasn't a sickness. So um, before we dive into that, so many people in this episode kept being like, wait, Lottie, no, you you mean she's like, and they don't finish their sentence, but they mean like, I thought she was in a loony bin somewhere in a different country. Like they can't even believe that Lottie's coherent, which is crazy. So obviously they have not heard from Lottie. In 25 years. Like, this has just been a full nothing. Like, Misty couldn't find her nothing. So, I think that was all interesting. But, um, so any of that opening till like the therapist, what do you got?
3: Just thought it was funny that Misty's carrying around brass knuckles.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing.
3: Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, the big scene for me was the therapist scene. I mean, we get confirmation that. You know there's a god they called it a god so it wasn't a ghost it wasn't anything along those lines it was a god of that place i just think that's interesting i mean we've been calling it the forest spirit for so long now it's good to get that confirmation that you know that all this stuff hasn't hasn't been red herrings you know we've always believed it not to be but it's good to get that confirmation and now we i guess can start referring to this thing as the forest god going forward whenever they're in 1996. I don't know. I feel like there's obviously got to be a lot more from that particular scene with the therapist because, you know, the it I don't know if you guys watch with closed captioning or subtitles, but the Mm -hmm. it was was capitalized. So uh, just a lot of good stuff from that therapy session. I just like that. We get the confirmation that they aren't crazy. Everything was real. And I think if Lottie believes that Lottie's law, I'm believing it, too.
0: So the more the season two goes on the happier i am with current day lottie because she's getting painted less and less as like the main villain which i originally thought she was going to be the main villain and i'm very very happy we're not taking that route she keeps getting victimized and like in her i think like in the eyes of the wilderness she is almost like the main character so it's like so weird that everything's like spiraling around her and kind of converging everybody to the cult's um compound this has been surprisingly one of my favorite parts of the season like. Since we got to this point, obviously you throw Nat, Misty, and Lottie into the same like storyline. It's gonna be really fun, and that fucking tension, man, was so hot between Lottie and Misty. Right when they faced off in the beginning, I was living for it. Like so great to see these girls come together, and we'll get to the Avengers Assemble moment. But it just keeps building, and like they all come to this this spot. Like this is gonna be such an interesting part of the show for the next three episodes. Three? Do we have three left? 79. 79.
1: It feels like in Game of Thrones when the Starks are all finally reuniting and you're like, yeah, one by one, let's go.
3: So I like that you brought up, Kathleen, that uh, Lottie had pretty much like a very quick change of emotion when she offered to have Misty stay at the resort. Do we think because Misty shows up and Lottie is like completely blown away. Like, what the fuck is Misty doing here? Yada, yada, yada. She does seem to have like, I guess, a mini vision is how I took it. Like, maybe she. Yeah future and she was like oh you know what like this would be helpful to determine what's going on with the forest god misty stay a while but do we i was just curious do you guys think that maybe it was the forest god wanting her kind of how like thaisa has a dual personality do we think maybe for whatever reason the forest god kind of took over lottie for a second was like oh yeah misty's here like this is what we want misty stay a while or do we think that was just Lottie being she, genuine? And she deep.
0: played it off like it was, she was attributing it to being helpful for Nat and Nat's experience. And that's yeah. kind of realistic, but the way she had that like click moment in her head seems she to see pissed. there's a second layer of things going on. Yeah, she was pissed yeah. and then
3: like weirdly into it, you know,
0: like happy. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Yeah.
1: The next Misty scene fucking cracked me up. I had to rewind it because Misty fake bongoing. Was a 10 out of 10. She's just like this. (laughs) Not even close to the bongo. Um, Talking to the same guy who took her stuff. Um, But she hates the cry session. But she wins the crowd over by telling them like, oh, I know. I know Nat. And they all like light up. And knowing that Lottie, she says later, makes her feel like a celebrity. But I wanted to ask you guys, because as Nat's walking and we'll get to Nat. But as Nat's walking up to Misty in the cafeteria. Misty is telling a story, and the and the line is this: She was the most incredible athlete and dresser. She was just always such a talent. And but you don't know who she's talking about, and it made to me. It made me feel like Jackie, but because who was like the most amazing dresser? Maybe Lottie. Yeah, but I was thinking Lottie. Not Jackie. Nat. Just
0: Lottie more than Nat. She's so blinded by her love for Nat that it could like satirically be about that like even though she's mm. monotone dressing all the time like, <laughs> yeah. it would be on par for a character hey, let me hype up my best friend yeah you know. exactly like she's a mm-hmm. beautiful girl in the you know like she always says things like that <laughs> yeah. so it's just like yeah. and how on par for misty characters for her to become like a cult stud in like five minutes <laughs> yeah like oh yeah just perfection she
3: is just such a great actor here especially when it's just like the the awkward silence of like nat just staring at her and misty just again like big eyes just like (laughs) what's up (laughs) this is so good like i can't get enough of misty i know she's so amazing young and older so incredible
1: well nat's storyline culminates in this line that nat says to her misty's doing all those faces nat saying what happened to walter etc and she's like oh i sent him home and she's giving her the weird eyes and nat's like fuck we're all like this aren't we (laughs) like we are so fucked up
3: that's so great
1: because that's really nat's storyline in this episode it's really quick but it's just uh she's spiraling post vision and it's her and lisa the whole episode really and she tells lisa you know that she ruins people and she's poisoning to stay away from her and Lisa keeps trying to pep talk her and say whatever Travis had in him to make him kill himself like that was art that was in him like it didn't have anything to do with you there's nothing you could have said and she was like well it's in me too and her and Lottie in this episode both say we did so much fucked up shit out there and Nat specifically says maybe it was to survive but I don't think we deserve to which is deep Yeah, that hurts. But then the fish scene. Let's talk about the fish scene too. Uh, open it up for anything that
2: I would have been furious if she killed that fish. I'm glad she had a change of heart and let it live. Um, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I think it's just her just dealing post vision. I do really like how Lisa's there for her just as like a sounding board. That's been a good asset to her. I don't know. I don't think it's that deep. It's just like she's in a very vulnerable state right now.
3: I just think it's interesting that we're watching her grow as a character. But at the same time, she still seems like very against believing that what happened in the wilderness, you know, actually happened. Like she still denies what Travis said about her being right is still wrong to her. She's like, Travis, you know, maybe he believed it or not. But, you know, it seems like to me that Natalie still doesn't. Re- I think the final basically what I'm getting at is the final stage of her growth is going to be accepting the fact that the wilderness spirit is real and that everything is happening because of this forest God.
1: I think she's getting there. Right. She's I getting
2: there, yeah, I think she believes that it's in all of them,
0: and whatever I mean, it is. To comment about that once we get through Thaisa and Van's storyline because, I mean, we're kind of ready to we're move there. on to the next book, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk about a bunch of these things here, but the one thing I'm just going to point out that's related to what we're talking about now is in the car ride to the compound, Van talking about Lottie basically calls her like a crazy schizo, whatever it is. Yeah. And the implications of that actually like aren't my favorite because what that implies is that Van being a follower of the forest in 1996 and like leaning into all these rituals and stuff, something, I guess I should say nothing happens that's crazy explicit supernatural to the group to convince them all that supernatural exists because if Van's out here saying that Lottie's crazy, that means we might not get anything like that wild supernatural, you know what I mean? Am I making any sense there?
2: There's still a lot of time we
0: got to see in the
2: wilderness, and it seems like Van is a Lottie follower. That seems like her retroactively trying to distance herself from the nonsense. Like, okay, I, I think there's sure going that. to be some crazy Lottie led supernatural shit, and everybody's lasting impression of her is they send her to Switzerland or wherever for mental health reasons or something. I think she's like, oh, kooky Lottie, yeah, I'm not into that stuff anymore.
0: Okay, so exactly. more of like a revisionary thing where the people that yes. survived the supernatural start saying, like, couldn't have been really supernatural. Lottie was crazy. I prefer that route. Then, like, nothing crazy explicit happens because then it gets a
3: little bit... Like- this is right on the money, and what also kind of would back it up a little bit to me is when... I know we're jumping ahead just a little bit here, but when they are Avengers Assemble moment and Van makes eye contact with Lottie Oof. at the lake. Like yeah. Something yeah. rekindled in her that was like, because she had been so distant from everybody for however many years it's been, it seems like it's you know at least been ten years or whatever. She kind of bought, fell off the plane of like you know, okay, all that was fake, yada yada yada. Comes back, sees Lottie, and is like, shit, like mm-hmm. just like all that, all those memories flooding back, and then her being like, shit, it was real. So, I think I agree with Brian in the fact that she probably Lottie got sent off because she was being crazy or at what everyone thought was crazy, and then. You know, Van was like, "Oh shit, maybe she was. I was crazy. Let me just distance myself." So, I'm yeah, like, nah, I
0: just don't want to cap supernatural I was, 1996. I
3: was with you, but that B. Tom's laid it out perfectly. I, I was a little worried where they were going with that because then that would have also meant that Van or and Lottie might have had a falling out in 1996. Mm-hmm.
1: That could still be true. That doesn't mean that it negates the sci-fi at all either. Whether they fall out in 1996 or current, whatever year it is back in the day, in the wilderness or after. I mean, there's a there's something to say where, like, everyone's saying they all do the all they did was fucked up shit. And they're saying the wilderness can hear us can whatever, like all the chants, all the rituals, all the cutting of the hands. And then when they get out, Lottie doesn't speak again. They never hear Lottie speak again, which is literally what happens Their Van's probably like. Why did I hitch my wagon to this girl? (laughs) Like we did a lot of fucked up shit and it was, she was the leader and wow, what the fuck? So I think that's just a lot of it. I think the sci-fi, there is no ceiling on the sci-fi yet, but all the sci-fi things that we've seen so far, the spooky wind and all that stuff, they don't know that that's what happened. We saw it firsthand because we followed the wind with the camera, but they don't know that. So just because like sci-fi things can be happening all around them, that doesn't mean that they necessarily see them happen. Like even Jackie dying in that big storm coming out of nowhere. Was that sci-fi that what did the wilderness bring that storm out of nowhere and kill her? It's like, they wouldn't call that sci-fi, but maybe it is like, who knows?
0: Okay. No, I'm, I'm you guys convinced me. Yeah.
1: Cool. But I will say, I think adult van is just like, I'm hanging on for every word. I'm obsessed with her. She's so cool. Like what a, what a force to come in the se- the back half of season two of of a big gigantic show like she's absolutely crushing it just so similar to young Van, it's fucking awesome and i love her i think she's funny her and ties have such good chemistry i'm like simone who yeah
0: oh my gosh yeah
1: <laughs> but um sorry
0: simone we haven't even yeah. got an update on her in a while
1: yeah i mean she she gets that call from misty and says this might be the hospital so she's right. At least thinking right of it but i have a big theory here that i've been seeing online so Van and Ty, they go over the lady in the tree visit to Van last episode, where, of course, she tells her about the kiss. Van's like, there's no we, get out of here, you're married, whatever. Like, the the chemistry. Yeah, yeah, we're not supposed to be here. That's the thing. Like, she's, Ty's like, we? (laughs) (laughs) Me and you? (laughs) Which is so funny. But here's where the theory comes in. So Ty boldly asks about the bills and the trash. And, and Vans like I have savings don't worry about it and the bills in the trash say family medical group, okay It's not like oh your 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 mortgage is whatever fucked, you know, it's family medical group So, of course, it could be her mom, right? It could be from her mom The bills say vanessa palmer, but of course, you know, maybe she dies and she got stuck with the medical bills but People were saying, could those bills be for herself? Like, why would Van have this, like, no long-term plan? Ty calls it out. What if there is no long run for Van? She's just living out whatever she can. She's happy. The the pills she's taking are actually for her because she's sick. You yes, know?
2: Van's terminal, you're saying. Like,
1: th- people are saying Van is terminal and there is no future for Van. So that's why she doesn't give a fuck Whoa. about having a failing business that isn't making any money. And stuff. So we think, oh, she's a drug addict, but it's like because she's taking oxy. But maybe she's taking oxy because she needs to take oxy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's so sad. I don't want that to be a thing. But I think that is like one of the theories that really has legs so far.
3: I like like it. I can't think of anything to disprove that. And if anything, there's more validity behind that than. Yeah, I like it. I like it.
0: I think the way that they could play it out in an interesting way could be to have like her dive back into the lottie ritual stuff and it helps heal her that would be an interesting plot point but again like this is the first time hearing it so i'm just kind of
1: that's some midnight club stuff luke
0: yeah right Mm. (laughs) (laughs) one line that i thought was
3: hilarious too with van and ty was when ty asked her like are you like even dating are you even trying and van's like I'm getting my my needs met, and Ty just immediately responds, "Ew, gross." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> talking about
2: Tinder and everything, I just love that interaction. That was so funny. <laughs> that is true, though, because Ty was specifically like, "I'm concerned that you're not even seeking out the pursuit of happiness. Like you're not even trying," and that would be like a textbook mentality of someone who's processing their own death
1: well she says i'm scared you've given up on love and van says don't flatter yourself it's not about you it could just be i'm giving up on love because i'm dying you know but all this could just be you know she's taking oxy she's just (laughs) in a fantasy land she literally says which we've talked about on a previous pod that she has this video store that's all stuck in the 90s, the 80s, like she's living in this fantasy world where all the bad stuff didn't happen. And it's in a world where you can possibly be happy because that's not a world they live in, unfortunately, at this moment. So a lot of good stuff, not many scenes with this, but a lot of really interesting things. I i don't know why I'm so obsessed with them. I mean, I, I feel like I know why I'm so obsessed with them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, was a, that was a really funny line when in the context of Lottie, Van's like, "Let's just let the past live in the past." And Ty's like, "Girl, you're running a VHS like shop for your yeah. entire career. Like, you
0: are very much living in the '90s still." Exactly. Okay. Are we throwing the call that Tyson makes to Jeff into the show um, Oh wait, um, it
1: probably
0: makes sense in the show because they're going to go to the police station again. So we'll just because that's the yeah, is we'll that the last see. thing we have for Tyson. Let's do
1: they- the Misty call first because it's a bunch of granola losers, but the food is great. It was. <laughs>
3: awesome and the bo factory is surprisingly low <laughs> Yep.
1: <laughs> but yeah luke hit it
0: no i just meant like we should now back up if we're done with tyson van and start the auto yeah, yeah. stuff we and we'll Shana catch up now. with that with their call because yep Hefe. have they had a strong app <laughs> this was <laughs> always the thing does I, I said it a lot last podcast like i was so i'm i was so worried about how this whole police investigation was going to play out And I will say that I'm basically as happy as I could be. Like, this was almost the best outcome possible. Um, And I'll just admit it right now. I told Dave when we were watching the episode, I don't think I've ever... 180 on a character as hard in a show in recent memory as i have with callie like i fucking love callie now and i was in the beginning like three episodes of this season like saying how much i absolutely hated her thought she was going to be an obstacle but to me she's now a highlight and just add that onto the, the cherry cherry on top of the whole family because jeff and shauna are just like they do it for me every time so now i'm back into the mindset where fuck yeah every time what's their last name lit oh. nicky or something anytime yeah we see something lit- weird Nikki, like that lit Nikki. yeah lit that's Nikki. insane that that doesn't sound familiar at all but yes. yeah <laughs> yeah the lit Nikkis if that's right we'll check out on that. but it's just this storyline was really really good
1: we can just go quickly so shauna gets the call at the house jeff's like i got your back and she's like sorry not you and he's mad But the it would honestly would have been better if you had sex with him line was all of us for this
0: whole season. I was screaming out of my chair how great of a line that was. But that line
2: comes from her fucking mother, which is like mom of the year. You should have just had sex with this like 20 something year old. Yeah. Would have really bailed us out. (laughs) Jeff actually blames Shauna for dragging Callie into it. And Shauna immediately throws Callie under the bus. It's like this is a... Callie involved herself in it. Luke. Oh, my gosh. I do like Callie, but it's like the apple does not fall far from the tree. Like she is just becoming a mini me unhinged Shauna. It's like, oh, my gosh, can we lie to cops some more? Oh, my gosh. I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach. It's awesome. A little annoying, but I do love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I loved this Matt and Callie standoff. Fucking Matt, that smug look on his face mm. this whole time. Talk about bad Peace cop, man. Loose, baby. He is. <laughs> yes. um, no,
2: Matt was trying to play good cop. Kevin was trying to go bad cop on that. You Callie. think
1: I had the opposite?
2: Oh, the way he like introduces yeah. himself. Oh, miss, I am Matt Sarcusa or whatever. Shall we begin uh, in the other room? And Kevin's just like, I'm ready for you, Callie. True, I, mean, like, I think that's
1: just Kevin's demeanor though Kevin doesn't have like a cheery bone in his body But I could tell that Matt was being a fucking bitch <laughs> I
0: mean, Matt, like Matt pisses me off man. The bad
3: cop act definitely they knew would work what, better against Callie than it would Shauna Like Kevin probably knew if they tried to bad cop Shauna She would just give some, some shit back
1: Were you guys surprised at how much Shauna gave in this?
2: Not surprised because she's Oblivious to what she's supposed to be doing in these situations.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to almost attribute it to being by design. Like I think almost everything that happened was like slightly calculated by Shauna. I think she's that good of a liar. I could be completely wrong, and she did just break, but the way it kind of worked out, I think she went in with this sort of light plan and it kind of worked. I mean, so all she she just confirms the affair with him, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah
2: but other than that nothing much and but i thought the cues could like see right through her like cuz he says well done after her like yeah. overly dramatic like yeah. meltdown he's like okay
1: the biggest question of it all is okay you had an affair why did your daughter lie to me about it like yeah. why and they could just play it off like i don't know this guy's missing and Callie was questioning about it so I told her that the f- affair was with Randy and that's why we la- they could get out of it it doesn't equate to murder but she gave a lot of information I'm gonna tell you right now she did not follow Misty's direction and saying I want my lawyer <laughs> <True>. <laughs> what, yeah. uh, what was the cake for if if she wasn't gonna say I want my lawyer that's my you, question
2: Luke you keep saying you're sat you're beyond satisfied with how this questioning turned out like what what is the output that you're seeing because i think Callie relays oh they're scared shitless of me that seems like way overconfident i think she didn't do a flawless job with kevin i don't think any of that questioning would make them be like well it's not shauna
0: No, 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 not at all. I don't think the trail's thrown off. I think the Cuse's whole story arc is going to be. I love that one. (laughs)
2: Thank you for calling him the Cuse. I was trying to start it. Yeah, Um, the Cuse. That's his name now. His
0: whole storyline is going to end with him either dying or winning, and he's not going to win because it's going to be a five-season show. So, with that in mind, I expect it the absolute worst because if you're taking on like a realistic lens of like, Shauna is booked tomorrow. Like she's so that's the only reason I'm saying this was a win because like I assumed. Any form of interview was going to result in her going to jail because like realistically they have so much on her and the fact that it didn't result in that, I'm taking it as a win. And I thought Callie did her part as best as she could. Like she says, like, who's the jury going to believe? Like we had sex. I don't know. I just felt like overall, like it turned out better than I thought it was going to. That's the only thing I'm getting at because there's no way that Kevin and the cues are done. Like they're going to keep going with this and I'm sure it's going to culminate with, I don't think he make Jay slash Matt makes it out of the season. I think like, that's a good like season finale kill kind of thing because you have to get him off the trail. Otherwise, we're going to be dragging out this FBI investigation over multiple seasons and that doesn't seem fun. We'll
1: Love see it. who a jury believes, especially when they ask me to describe his weird-ass balls.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. That was such a good line. Like, <laughs> I was about that.
1: <laughs> goofy. I mean, Kevin immediately was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and Callie's like, yeah, bitch. She doubled down. She was like, Come at me, bro! And her being so proud when she gets in the car was phenomenal. She's like, "I did it! Let's go!" Yep. <laughs> She's having fun. She's having fun at least.
0: Lying to cops. That whole conversation ends because of like the phone call, or whatever. She goes, "Fuck! Are we going to jail?" <laughs> like she, she was so happy and then so sad, but it wasn't about that because the the two things, couple things we missed here in the background that were happening. Another amazing jefe moment when he is listening to N.W.A. in the parking lot. It's like fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're listening. It's so goddamn good. I hope he had some input into like making these scenes as awesome as they turned out to be, like this. And my
1: yeah. Life yeah, he's a writer for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and.
2: When Shauna finally does come out and join him, he gives it to her. He's like, Shauna, you dropped the ball. You gave away way more. And that kind of starts this dialogue of, you know, I got the call from Ty and ban. They're going to Lottie's compound. Like, if you have any sense of self-awareness left, you're going to get out of Dodge and hang low over there. I think this is right coming off the back that he found the pistol that's still in the car that she's been driving around with. And he's like, what if they, like, search the car? very valid points i think this is the first time jeff is like you're a liability if we
0: are yeah. trying to dodge this case yeah and can we talk so- about how bad of a liar jeff is like even when he gets that call from taisa he's like oh yeah Sean's in the bathroom she might yeah. be a while like he is just the opposite of her like in terms of lying and it's yeah. just so fun to see him struggle because he's a good guy and it's just He's just caught up in all this, and he's trying to be a good dad. And Sean is making it impossible for him. But Callie's leaning into the Sean side. It's just such an interesting dynamic. I never would have thought we were gonna get here. Looking back at like early season one, with like the what are they the Litnickis? Lit Nicky,
2: yeah. Poor Jeff. Are you confident
1: in that, Brian?
2: No, because it also sounds deceptively like Linsky. Yeah. So like maybe I just formed that last name out of nowhere. If I am right, then I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Not even close. Bad, bad. bad. Sha- well, okay. Shauna's last name is Sadeki, which we... Sudeiki. <laughs> Sudeiki. What are the lit nickies? That sounds familiar. I'm S- looking up Jeff's name now. Yeah, because... No, uh, no, wanna- Jeff me- Shauna did have another name. I think they they said it. Shipman. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, Shipman. They call her that all the time, yeah. Nicky.
3: No, that is definitely something, man. I know what you're talking
2: about. I think about. it's an actor. Jonathan Lip Yeah, it is. Not an actor I know. (laughs) Apparently, a name I know, though.
0: So,
1: (laughs) everyone's listening to this being like, why are they saying Lip Nikki?
0: They don't know either. Come on.
1: (laughs) All right. Wait. So, I wanted to just quickly say when Jeff looks at Shauna, it's like, you're out of control. And Shauna has a little breakdown being like, I know. And she's like crying in the car. That's what makes me feel like Luke. It's not all calculated mm-hmm. Because she actually was like fuck And I just want to go through what she says Because I think it's so hard. She says I never even wanted to be a mom I didn't start out a bad person You have a kid that you don't want to save a marriage That you got into out of guilt and shame And you can't let yourself love either of them But you love them despite yourself And you're just bad at it Like fuck And it's a perfectly done speech With what we see with them as kids like the baby and she's looks at this baby and is like i'm sorry i didn't think i wanted you i love you blah 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 and that was a devastation and then jackie dies and then all like we don't even know what happens after that john has just been absolutely through it more than anyone you know
0: i take it back you're right that part is all totally not part of the plan but anything related to adam i thought is what i was kind of hinting at it's like sure yeah sure.
1: we reunite so Van was not gonna go in, right? They're sitting outside, they're idling. She's like, "Let's just go to Denny's." And then fucking Shauna goes ripping with the van. Who knows how Shauna beat them there? She was driving 120 miles per hour apparently to get there. Because Van and entire... Ty, I guess you could have been coming Jer- from different Jersey's places. Jersey's
2: closer. Van was in Pittsburgh, so they had to go all the way across Pennsylvania. It tracks. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. shows
2: tight with these plot holes, man. They already thought of it, Lean.
1: But I love Shauna just ripping by in that ugly Merlin. In the van. Red perfect.
2: minivan, yeah. <laughs> Which Ty immediately recognizes. Oh, that's a shipman's car.
1: And then Van's I'm sorry, like, the oh.
2: Sideki's car. The Lit car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's talk about it. My end thing to say is that Lottie is like full villain when she turns around. That girl does not smile. and Van just entranced by her and all of them standing watching her and then the pullout, of course is incredible beautiful. so
3: i think we should all vacation to that like little resort and just like by the looks lake nice yeah so beautiful but yeah i mean avengers assemble baby i was fucking hyped. this is what uh i'm pretty sure the season two trailer was like the main images stolen from that like was this scene right here and it just looks so good van's face of just she was more surprised than any of the other girls, which will hopefully we get a little bit more into with these next coming episodes. But fuck, man! And then we get the zoom out of the the layout of the
2: yeah compound.
0: the compound, Rex.
3: yeah, yeah, compound, whatever. And it is of course the symbol. So I don't know the symbol. Like, is the symbol a good thing? Is the symbol a bad thing? If Lottie is running this wilderness retreat and is using the symbol at her hub, like I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know, but this was a badass great moment. Can we assume that this these are the only people that made it out of 1996? Do you think like everyone plus Travis plus Travis so like these girls Travis so we're assuming Ben Scott's dead, Akilah's dead, random blonde hair girls dead. No,
1: well, I don't know that we can assume, but I feel like
3: I'm assuming. I feel like I'm assuming because it's been so emphasized that we're we need to bring everyone that was in the wilderness here to this retreat.
1: If
0: mm.
3: Mari was still alive, we would have gotten scenes of Mari trying to get here. I feel like, you know, if Coach Ben was still alive, I feel like they would have we would have gotten scenes of them trying to get here. Like I think the wilderness is just trying to reunite the remaining. This is my theory. Obviously, we have no idea if that's true or not. Um, but I just think that how I'm taking it is that this this is it. Everyone else is pretty much gonna die.
2: Well, Javi well, was
1: alive until Shauna killed him.
2: Facts. Adam, Adam Martin James. Daddy. yeah, <laughs> but um, All I will say, Dave. Is that you know what they say? Assuming things makes an ass out of you and me. That's what they say about assuming. So just be careful.
3: I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah.
2: Ty shit the bucket. But no. (laughs) just Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. I also have something. So when Van says, keep your eyes peeled for the black and white Nikes, if you remember that when they first get to the cold compound, and this is refers to the shoes worn by Those in the Heaven's Gate cult in 1997 and Kool Aid Powder, which was laced with potassium cyanide and consumed by the members of the People's Temple in 1978. So it's just like that. At first, I thought I was about to go back into 1996 and being like, who's wearing black and white Nikes? Like, who are they
0: referring to? Yeah.
1: But it wasn't. It was just a a reference to another cult. But I thought
0: that was interesting. Family Guy makes fun of that cult. Really? Yeah, there's an episode. And American Dad. And American Dad. (laughs) Of course. Drink the punch milk. Are we ready for MVP Buzzkill? I think we are. Who hasn't started in a while? I think I started
3: last time, I'm pretty sure. So I will go last this time.
0: Luke, start us off. I can start. All right. Uh, MVP, Callie. Because (laughs) this is the the turn for me in my head where she's officially a a positive character now. Um, I'm riding for Callie, and I think she completes the family really well. And I already talked about how great I thought that investigation scene. And Buzzkill the cues because fuck that ah. guy, dude he is has the most punchable face like on tv like i the way he looked at them when they walked into the police station got my blood boiling and i just want him to have like a super satisfying just like gotcha moment like For, i want the forest god to rain its wrath something like that yeah just like a heavenly just fucking crotch on fuck this okay let's get jay <laughs>
2: Well, all right, I guess I can go second here, I guess. Um, MVP, I have two here. They're two good names. You know what? I'm going to give it to young Shauna. Anybody who gives childbirth and has to go through what she went through, take my MVP. Good job, Shauna. And great acting. Buzzkill is going to be young Lottie, because anybody who's doing some crazy blood ritual to the side while Shauna's going through what Shauna went through, Take a hike. Go kick some rocks. Do it somewhere else. Do not put any added stress on our girl. Wow. This is like back-to-back MVPs for Shauna, I believe. Love that. Okay. You've changed.
0: Change. Character growth <sighs> for me and v with Callie. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Good for us, man. You're just like now, All right. Bro. My MVP was going to be Young Shauna, so I'm going to give it to someone I've never given it to before, which is AFA. I'm going to give it to him because I nice. think... He was very funny in this episode, but also he finally stood up to Shauna in a way that was like real. Like, girl, get your shit together. If you don't get out of town, you are going to bury us. So leave, which I liked. And the fuck the police, which is so fucking funny. So I'm going to give it to Jeff and then my LVP, which isn't really a real one. But I'm going to give it to Kevin just because I'm like, where's your loyalty, brother? Where's that yellow jacket loyalty? on buzz this kill.
2: podcast we do not call it lvp we call it buzzkill
1: yeah sorry i'm the right. one who <laughs> came up with it too like <laughs> i came up with it and i still fuck it up but it yes it. he's a buzz fucking kill dave
3: all right um we'll start with the mvp <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like running on names here i don't really have a good one i'll give it to akila even though i had shit on her about touching the mouse and then giving in getting into the whole birthing thing, but I'll give it to Aquila because she stepped into a role that she was not expecting herself to step into. That's nice. Kind of did a decent enough job with it, I believe. So I'll give it to Aquila. Maybe didn't survive. Yeah, but like I'm not putting that on the.
1: That's a first for the pod, though. I'll say Aquila's yeah. never gotten it before. So snaps for Aquila.
3: Nice. Um, and then, uh, but biggest buzzkill, uh, coach, going back to the birthing scene, just bailing Good. on being the adult in the room and yeah. to do what he needed to do so unfortunately we'll give it to coach even though i do love him
1: fuck yeah all good ones um is episode seven i keep saying this apparently super lit i don't know that an episode's not going to be super lit we have three more left seven eight nine why well, was six afraid of seven what the fuck let's go anyway so any parting shots from you guys before i bring us home
2: you just got the parting shot.
3: Why six <laughs> afraid of seven? That's that's it. Speaking of six and seven, let's go 76. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go to tip off in a second here. So let's go.
1: All right. Word. So like we said, we just uh recorded a Yellow Jackets theories episode. So if you are one like us who love to dive into theories, sometimes we don't have enough time on this pod because the episodes are so good to dive into every theory. So me and Jimmy tried to hit. All the little wacky theories we see everyone write, whether they have legs or not. We thought it was fun to explore, and it really was. So thanks, everyone, for uh, watching on YouTube and giving all the comments. It was the best reading all of them. So, um, But, of course, we covered season one. We got season two. Go back and catch up if you haven't. Uh, Right now, we're finishing up. We just posted soon. We're going to post our Mandalorian finale. We've been covering season three. Um, Succession is underway. Final season, it fucking rocks. Uh, So go smash the subscribe button. What'd you say?
0: Silo too now.
1: Oh, yes. That's a new one. Silo um, on Apple TV. The first two episodes, I believe, dropped. And so we will have coverage on that, too. I know that has a big book following. So we are excited to get into that. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to dive in probably tonight. Um, But yes, go hit subscribe. That's the best way you can, you know, celebrate the pod with us. Talk to us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, at Binge on TV, at Binge TV, not at binge TV.com is our brand new website that um Jimmy uh created recently and it's fucking awesome and you can see like all 360 episodes we have. We're just absolutely grinding out here. Um, oh, also we did a Barry episode, um, episodes one two, four of the final season. So that's fun. We'll be back for the finale um of that as well. So, you know, we're just doing what we do, watching TV, recording podcasts, we're having fun. But we are benchtown TV and thanks for listening.
3: Buzz
2: buzz, 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 buzz. Ooh.
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.